It's Wednesday, March 17th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. How's it going, Russ? Oh, it's going. We got some stuff today. Woo, we do. Uh, Tyler, there's no Tyler today because he is currently in line to get his COVID vaccine. So, yay. That's that's good. We we on the show support the vaccination. Uh, We want to make that clear. Go get it. Go get it, people. Go get it. And we got some crazy news here at the end. Crazy news. Just like insane in the brain. Insane like in, in the membrane. The, in the membrane? Nice. Insane inside the membrane of the brain. Uh, so anyway, there's a giveaway that Russ is going to get into at the end of the show today. And uh, you won't want to miss it. It's awesome. It's so cool. <sighs> okay. I can't even. <sighs> Whoever wins this, they're going to be they're gonna be so stoked. And, awesome. and, and with the giveaway, <laughs> what does that make me, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're Santa, Santa Russ. Yes. What did uh, what did Daniel say? Russ Santwell. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was an extra special tease. There was a little tease right, right there. there. There was yeah. a little tease. If you're if you're from. a rabid fan of the show, then you may know what's coming. You may figure that out off that one. Okay, what you got? What kind of news? What are we looking at? It's Wednesday, March seventeenth. It's St. Patrick's Day. Is there anything tech related to St. Patrick? Am I wearing or green? St. Patrick's Day. Or do I need to watch my back? I don't know. Was, I'm not wearing green, but the, I don't I'm not really going to see anybody. Colors. No one's going to pinch well. me. Uh, well, I'll tell you what we can start with. So Tyler is not here. And the reason why he's not here is because he's standing in line to get his COVID-19 vaccination mm-hmm. so that we can all return to normal. We have a little bit of news related to COVID-19, one of which is sort of funny um, and also sort of begs many questions if I use the term right. And the other one is is cool. So I'm going to start with kind of the cool one because even though I think that this application is absolute trash because I've used it and it's put me in the wrong spot way too many times. Apple Maps now shows COVID-19 vaccination locations. So if you're looking Mm. for different spots, especially because eventually, and I think here pretty soon, vaccinations are going to open up for for just everyone where you're going to be able to go get them kind of like the flu shot. And so I think that would be incredibly helpful. Yeah, already. Oh, is it? Yeah, uh, I think Mississippi just announced that, and I thought I saw there was another state, Alaska, maybe, where it's just open to anybody. Right? They, they've gotten through enough of the, you know, phase one A, phase one B, et cetera. Yep. Um, now it's just everybody and anybody that can commit oh, it. So that's yeah. great. It it says Facebook and Google are expanding vaccine information. I don't know if Google Maps is doing the same thing. It seems like a logical choice. So maybe, maybe. Uh, Maybe Google will follow suit with this, but I, I thought that was a, a neat idea. To, I'm pretty to sure it was already stuff. on Google Maps for quite oh, some maybe time. It, maybe it was. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me because I, I do firmly believe Google Maps is is the better of the two since Google Far Maps has put me in the wrong spot. I, I had an iPhone for work uh, several years ago. And yeah. so when I when I did, I just I used the Apple Maps. You know, I just gave it a try whenever I was going around to customer locations. And the first three times I used it, all three of the times it put me in the wrong place. And so I just, I got, I stopped doing it altogether. I was yeah. over it at that point. No. It was awful. Google Maps is far superior. Um, Apple Maps has made some good improvements over the past, well, I guess maybe even up to like a year ago, they had some good stuff back when I was driving really. Uh, but I've seen some new things there. Um, what cracks me up though still is I will never forget our good friend, David. Um, I'll, I'll not mention his last name. Um, <clears throat> just to save him a little bit of embarrassment, <laughs> but we were in a, in a meeting once and we were trying to figure out where we should go, uh, eat afterwards. And he said, well, let's Bing map quest. And I was like, what did you just say? Did you say Bing map quest? Bing map quest. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I harassed him about it endlessly. I love that dude. It's but, still uh, endless. Cause it's happening yeah. right now, yeah. live yeah. on the show. Oh man! So oh, that's that's funny. Yeah, my wife every now and then. So she got uh, it was uh, what's it called? Bye, baby. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was the what do you what do you call it? like the CarPlay Apple CarPlay inside mm-hmm. of her in her car that we got a few years ago, um, and now she has it in her car we bought yesterday. And what? Yeah, got let's a new circle car. back to that. I want to hear. Yeah, it. we'll circle back to that in a second. But uh, <clears throat> we. So she had Apple CarPlay, and that that's sweet, man. Like the way it's set up, and you can manage it in the car. But at first, it couldn't do Google Maps, 
And so she was struggling. Like she would go somewhere. She's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm where it tells me to be. And I'm like, you're 45 minutes away. And, and she's like, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did you use CarPlay? She's like, yeah. I'm like, did you use Apple Maps? I don't know. You probably did. So mm. she would have to disconnect her phone and use Google Maps. But once that switched to being able to let her use Google Maps, things are a lot better. Although it wasn't always obvious which one she was using. So occasionally yeah. it would end up. Yeah, I think I know, you know what you're talking about. Spot. Yeah. So for, so, I mean, you have an Android, so you're not familiar with this, but the way that the Apple CarPlay system worked originally, it had kind of a home screen, which would combine your upcoming calendar events, whatever you were listening to music or podcasts. And then the left side would be the Apple map, but there was no way to change it away. So what I would have is Google maps running, but if I go to the main screen, it was just showing me where I was because it wouldn't default. It wouldn't switch over and show me the Google maps and the main thing. So yeah, I can totally get that. Yeah, and I and I don't they know change if this that. Changed. You can do that now. Yeah. Ha- have they changed it to where if like let's say I sent you a link and the mm-hmm. link was to you know uh, an address. Yeah. Would you click on that and be able to select a different default yes. application? Well, it okay, would. So that was part of the problem gives for a little me, while too. Yes, it now gives me the ability. Yeah, it'll say, "Do you want to open this in Apple Maps or Google Maps or Waze or whatever?" So I can say that. that's that's much better. Yeah. So we haven't had the problem in a couple of years now, but um, when we first got the car. Uh, it, it was problematic. So what did you get? What did she get? Uh, so she, so we, of course, are having another baby. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we, we take two different trips pretty consistently every year, um, or, or at least for one of them every other year, because we, we switch off Christmases with the families. One of those is going to Florida, to Destin. So we go to Destin, Ooh. and we, we drive. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, it is nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's sort of a tradition. I mean, we 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 go like I said most of the time yearly, and we pack everything up in the car and we start driving east. Well, with one child and the Ford Explorer that we have, uh, that thing was packed to the brim. I mean, there was just we just didn't have enough, I mean, especially with all the stuff you take for a, a young baby. And so that was difficult, but doable with one. Adding a second would have been impossible. So that's one reason why we went to get a larger vehicle. The other one is... Yeah, is and it's uh, a 12-hour drive from here. And it's a 12-hour drive. And then yeah. we usually break it up. It's like seven sure, and sure. five or something. But um, <clears throat> we, go, we also go to Arkansas for Christmas every other year. And I would say pretty consistently, there's at least one day where the roads are awful. And it is a very mountainous area. And so we wanted something that had four by four as well as was bigger because it's usually Christmas and we're taking all of this stuff, you know, to, to go have Christmas with her family. Where are y'all going in Arkansas? Fayetteville. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, we have to climb massive hills in order. Like sure. her, her uh, grandparents. One second. <laughs> hey, Kate. <laughs> While he is attending to his child, uh, that is that is some of the nicest area of Arkansas. He used to live in oh, Arkansas. It's and it's incredible. You don't want to. You don't really want to go past the east, like fifth of Arkansas. You want to <laughs> stay in the western fifth of Arkansas. Beautiful, amazing. Yeah, Fayetteville's great. Uh, the problem I have with Fayetteville is actually part of the problem we have. In, why it's beneficial to have a four by four if the roads get bad is that it's so hilly that you can't see anywhere you're going. Like if I go to Lubbock, I can see Dallas if I'm facing east. But you go to <laughs> you Fayetteville. You see Dallas. But that's, well, it's funny. That's a funny joke. I could you if could. I had like, you know, yeah, something yeah. to see that far. Yeah. Whereas you can't see anything right in, inside of Fayetteville. And so that's problematic. So we wanted 4 by 4 So we ended up moving up to um, the limited edition of the 2021 Ford Expedition. The Ford Maki, not the Maki, not the Maki. <laughs> I will tell you, I saw yesterday the the new Bronco, Bronco really? Sport. Really? Yeah, okay. I, I didn't I didn't get in it, but I looked around. For, so one, it's the Bronco Sport that I saw. Yeah. It was smaller than expected, but it was one yeah. of those. It was one of those vehicles that's it's small, but it looks like it is very spacious. Like it it manages sure, sure. its space well. If that if that makes sense, that must have been the one I saw in my run the other day. Let when when do we get to see the not sport version the like the beastly version? I have no idea. I I because I looked around the dealership not knowing if it was or wasn't out, and I yeah. didn't see it anywhere. 
but uh, I, I assume it's coming sometime in the relative near future. But I, I actually didn't dislike the sport, although Lindsay made fun of me because it did look like a very small vehicle. And she said it'd be like fat man, little mm. coat sort of thing. Uh, yeah, but, uh, looks like May. OK, looks like so May is coming, what the Googles are telling me. So I'll have to go buy a new truck and then I'll be able to see it at the dealership sometime in May. Yeah. Basically. If this thing is as beastly as it comes across on the uh, the Internet, then. I think I want one. I'm not going to get one, but it'd be I fun think, to have I, one. I think I want one. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to have one. So one we got the new car, and cool. uh, Lindsay's very happy, very excited. And uh, cars are cars are expensive now, so that's just the way the world works. That's awesome, that's what man. it is. But we're going to keep it for a long time. At least that's that is the goal. We were going to keep the Explorer for a long time, and then we realized how minimal the space was. Do they still the make Explorer. so they have the Explorer and then they have the Expedition, which is the next level up, which is what you just got. Yeah. And then they had the excursion. Do they still make the excursion? They don't make the excursion, now? but they make the Expedition Max, which uh we did consider. Okay. But we it could we didn't bring it home to try, but uh it could fit in our garage, but it would have to be like you're touching both ends of the garage. So it's, we ended up getting the normal expedition just for the fact that getting into the garage was easier and driving it around yeah, yeah. was a little easier, but uh, she actually didn't want the max. Uh, we ultimately just didn't get it. I think that the normal expedition is, is plenty large enough in, in my opinion. Okay. So we're excited about it. Sweet, man. But I have more vaccination news. Okay. Hit me with it. There's nothing Tyler. really in today in tech history. So we, we can skip right over that and get, we'll get just more vaccine skip news. over it. And uh, we'll create history today by reporting on some stuff. Okay. And uh, so this is very interesting. I'm sure a lot of people have seen uh, obviously tons of information about vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, there's a significant amount of people, or at least it would seem there is a significant amount of people that, very much so dislike the idea of vaccinations, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't yes. want to get banned from, you know, Zoom or anything, but, you know, some people compare them to getting a 5G chip implanted inside of you and improving your <laughs> you cell phone did reception. It. Now, no, this episode is going to get pulled. <laughs> you can't say those two things. No! I really hope Twitter doesn't, like, diagnose our episode whenever we tweet this out. But what's interesting is, is Facebook did an investigation, and I think a couple other people have been looking into this too, and found that a vast majority of the anti-vax content is coming from a very hardcore set of only 111 accounts. Mm -hmm. So there's Mm -hmm. there's a significant amount of information that's going out there, but it's coming from a pretty small subset of people. Yeah. Or, or, or not people, but accounts. I say, I say not people, but accounts because I've, I read multiple articles recently, like investigative articles around, you know, state-sponsored, I guess you could call it propaganda, um, in, in some way, shape, or form around trying to explain that the vaccines are not safe and you shouldn't take them and the testing was bad. And a lot of this was coming from Russia and China. In particular, Russia seemed to have motivation around their Sputnik Five or something vaccine that they have, whatever their vaccine is, and I'm probably getting the name wrong. They're also Sputnik trying five. to... Are you serious? I, is that what they I, called it? That's what I thought it was called. Um, <laughs> it I also like... had to, to Google it. Google it while, while we're here live. Okay. But they are trying to sell this vaccine around the world. And so they're trying to discredit the vaccines. Oh, you're right. Sputnik in the US. What in the world? <laughs> Dude, that sounds like it's one of their rockets. You sounded like what? Tyler just said it was like, man, Russ was right. Yeah, get used to it, Tyler. Right all the time. <laughs> the uh, the 111 accounts could be state sponsored potentially trying to sell more of the Sputnik five as opposed to having them buy. I don't know. Whoever is making it now, Johnson and Johnson or Pfizer. Majority. Why? Why did they go with Sputnik Five? Literally, like Sputnik One was a uh, was an, an uh, a satellite that they launched in 1957. I don't know. Why maybe, would you go? Maybe with Sputnik Five. I think they're still really what? upset about losing the space race. I, you know, and they they want to win uh, this one really bad. So they're fueling propaganda around the world. Okay. Okay. Well, so those those that are curious, um, Sputnik in English means it, it kind of carries the term of attendant or companion, uh, traveling companion, fellow traveler. Uh, so it makes traveler. sense for orbit, uh, orbiting satellites. I guess it also makes sense for a vaccine. 
But Maybe. then again, the way the vaccines work, it's not a permanent thing in your body. It's something that teaches your body and then you no longer have the vaccine fluids in your body. So it's not a long-term attendant or companion or traveling companion or whatever it is you want to say. Which it's tells no longer me it's Sputnik. not reliable. Not which, reliable, Sputnik. Get it out of here. Which tells me that uh, Sputnik is not the right name for many, many reasons. What in the yeah. world? Okay, I'll come no, off of it. It's Russia. Let's keep you know, moving. Just, it just is what it is. But I just thought it was interesting that so many reports about uh, misinformation around vaccine, which there is there's so much information out there. I mean, just just go follow John Nicholson on Twitter and he will provide you with information on the, the vaccine that you can go read. That's very in-depth and, and you really just helps stop it. He will provide you information. Well, he he will provide information yes. in general. He's 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 the original form of Google. Yes, I feel like I can ask him anything, and, and I will immediately get like twelve layers deeper than I ever expected anyone <laughs> to know. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds like John. All right, what else we got? Sputnik Five. Are you kidding me? Sputnik Five. Are you kidding me? We still don't know. Uh, Twitter suspended people. They blocked people. Not blocked. Yeah, I mean, you. They banned people that tweeted the word Memphis. For whatever reason, and people what? were trying it and immediately getting banned. Yeah. What? Yeah. There was something about, a, I guess, a player. What? What? There was a rumor that they thought there was like a soccer player who had his name trademarked or something. And so, I don't know. That seemed like a very far-fetched thing. They fixed the glitch pretty quick. Glitch. It's like, what? I don't know. It was weird. Someone at Twitter does not like Memphis. That's basically what it came down to. Yeah, I don't know about that. All right. Did you see this other one? Google uh, new career certificates. They're trying to disrupt the college degree. What? No. Yeah. I didn't. It's actually kind of relevant and cool. I, I mean, I haven't dug into it to its full uh, extent, but basically the plan includes, they're, they're, they're releasing, I mean, it's not starting with a whole thing, but they're releasing three new Google career certificates on Coursera uh, focused on project management focused on data analytics, focused on user experience and design. I mean, you'll see a number of people tweet this, but like, tell me what, what you can't learn on the internet that you need to go to uh, university for. Now I have a, I have a list of things. I don't think it's, that's a foolproof argument. Right. I think my immediate counter to that, and I recognize the struggles of higher education and the difficulties mm -hmm. and the access problems and the cost and all that. The immediate thing I would say to that is, you don't always know what you need to learn. And that yeah. is a big part of the college experience is the That's curriculum. An and then the other side of it is other people are sort of setting expectations for you in a scholastic environment, which you then learn how to deliver on, which is a part of being oh, in the snap. real world. That's so good. you learn how to learn and to deliver and hit expectations in college. So that's just a, a different type of the experience that I actually think is more valuable than the content itself. Yeah. I like that. I, I, I That's a really strong point, man. I'm just kind of reflecting back to kind of the final years of my business degree, economics and finance. There was a lot of presentations that felt like presentations that I give today, you know, from an 100%. internal run the business type of presentation that I don't know that you would get or give just going through a course on Coursera or something like that. Yeah. No, that's good, man. That's good. I mean, working, yeah, th those final couple of years in the business college really felt like pretty close to work. Yeah, it's 100%. I feel that's, you. That's strong. I traveled uh, with a project across two full years, multiple classes, same same project group, um, delivering it all around the university, presenting in front of 500 plus people. And, you know, what do I do today? I present in front of a whole bunch yeah. of people. So yeah. Now, certainly there might be people that I don't know. I mean, maybe there's some people at age 18 or 17 that already know before they go to university, hey, I want to be a project manager at Google, or I want to be a data analyst or whatever, so on and so forth, but doubt it. If you, if you have an explicit trade yeah. where the, the thing that you will do for an entity is very, very task-based, meaning you will provide the explicit skill to complete this task, Yeah, you can learn that on the internet, you can learn it through certifications, you can learn it through trade school. Yeah, But when it comes to the overarching ability to learn and deliver, and just like the world around you, there is a benefit of having what I would just call a buffer of four years at a university or whatever it might be to sort of get your feet wet there. And I always tell people, I tell people this all the time. Most of the stuff I learned in college, candidly, I did know 
beforehand. I work, I have sure. worked in our industry since I was 14 years old. So I, I, I had my Java de, uh, class in particular, the professor told me I didn't need to come. Like he, he told me after the third class, Hey, no problem. If you don't want to come, apparently I was maybe disruptive in some of the <laughs> classes answering questions, but nonetheless, the, the point is not that <coughs> after I every stuff. question you answered, were you like the three is a warning? <laughs> yeah. Getting aggressive. That's right. <laughs> Just so you know, don't, don't show up on the court. Don't one V one me mid. Okay, no, it's like here, that, that's, you know, that stuff was important. It was less important, the individual things I was learning, um, but the experience I had and I always experienced was when I would meet someone who didn't attend college and there was mm -hmm. nothing in any way, shape or form against people who didn't attend college, I could tell there were certain experiences that they hadn't had that had, you know, shaped them at that point in time in their life. And it's usually someone who was between the age of 20 and 25, mm -hmm. who was still very much so mentally in a spot that would reference back to sort of things you would experience in high school. Sure. There was a maturity curve that they didn't experience by attending college, but they were incredibly intelligent and the knowledge that they would have gained in college probably wouldn't have helped them. But that experience is a big part of the growth yeah. and maturity that I think a lot of people do need to go through in order to be more successful, especially early in their career. Sure. Yeah. Other things they're working on though, they've got over a hundred thousand need-based scholarships uh, they are partnering with more than 130 different employers, working with Google to hire graduates of its certificate program. So some pretty cool things that I think will do well for certain people. So, I think it's great. I, I really yeah. do, because I think that it's good to have, call it a competitor, to yeah. the, the higher yes. ed institution. I love that too, because it's going to make them both better, right? Yep, You're going 100%. to see improvements in what universities offer as well. Yep, I agree. Had I not gone to university, wouldn't have met my wife. Well, I mean, you never know, right? You never know how the universe works, but I'm sure that I wouldn't have been on the uh, rowing team and have gotten a gold medal uh, my freshman year. So I'm just going to say that. <clears throat> okay, it, it is worth pointing out that Aaron might have actually been better off by not going to his university. But, oh. Uh, oh, there it is. All right, let's uh, go. If y'all don't know this, we went to in same in conference schools and that's why we don't like each other. Um, I got a very interesting one. So... We've talked about deep fakes multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Did you see the Tom Cruise thing? Yes, I did. That was ridiculous. It was like, ridiculous. Absolutely insane being yeah. able to, I mean, legitimately fake being Tom Cruise on, yeah. I think it was Instagram. I don't know what it was. I saw it on Twitter um, and then it was trending on Twitter and uh, I watched it like four or five times. Just like, what? I was a little creeped out by it. Sent it to my family and they're, they're confused. You know, it's like, what is happening here? So I, I struggle not with him, this. but it's him. Yeah, I, I just it's it'd be so easy to fool people, man. And I look, I'm, I'm all for deep fakes and, you know, creating characters and movies that were young 40 years ago. And I'm good with that. Yeah. When well, I, I struggle. Somebody, go ahead. Well, sorry. I saw somebody tweet the other day. <laughs> they said the odds after it was right after that came out. They said the odds of a deep fake video starting World War Three is now a non zero number. Oh, <laughs> whoever that is, spot yeah. on, yeah. which makes this this article very, very important. In fact, it sort of reminds me of that article about the real war games and how some of the things that we learned prevented World War III. So it says here, computer tool spots deep fakes via tiny reflections in the eyes. So people are obviously, they are working on ways to identify if something is in fact a deep fake and to be able to do it in real time using AI. So driven by advanced artificial intelligence, doctored video contents campaign, uh, known as deep fakes present a serious and growing danger, uh, which can, you know, spread a lot of misinformation. So they're, they're pointing that out there and then pointing out that they'll leverage AI in particular look at the cornea because the cornea is almost like a perfect semisphere. I've never heard that word and is very reflective. So anything that is coming to the eye with a light emitting from those sources will have an image on the cornea. The two eyes should have very similar reflective patterns because they're seeing the same thing. It's something that we typically do not notice when we look at the face, they're able to look at that. And I guess the way the deep fakes typically work, they do not replicate that phenomena, I guess you well, would say. Well, now they will. And now they will. Yeah. yeah. Now, now they, they know. Just... And now they're, now they're going to do That's it. Right. 
It's the same yeah. thing. Like whenever you figure out how to stop a hacker, don't tell the hacker what you did, how you learned. Exactly. It. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for writing the article because now all the deep fakes will produce reflections in the eyeballs. And now the article isn't even going to get credit because I'm not going to tell people where to go. What else you got? What do you want me to uh, throw oh, out man. there? Okay. The people are probably like, get to the giveaway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, nope, we're going to wait to the end. So one of the other things we talk about a lot on the show is, uh, or one of the things I maybe obsess about is maybe a different way to say that, is putting lasers on the dark side, not the dark side, the far side of the moon, because there is no dark side of the moon. The moon is rotating 360 degrees. All sides of the moon actually see the sun. But what happens is the moon only shows us one face. So it's the far side of the moon, lasers on it, asteroids. Anyway, quick little lesson there. But here's what's happening. So we had a pretty close call. Gosh, what was it like a week ago or so that we were talking about that? Maybe it was yeah, last it was, Friday. It was, you know, yeah. within the last two weeks. And then we said um, by what was it, 2039 or something, that there was a 3% chance that that asteroid that was the size of the Eiffel Tower was going to hit Earth, which would be a very catastrophic event. Yep. NASA is doing a DART test, DART mission, which is a double asteroid redirection test. They're launching in November, and then uh, they are visiting these double asteroids. So it's basically an asteroid that has its own moon, okay? Now, it has an orbit like Earth. It goes around the sun, this asteroid, this double asteroid, and every you know now and then, it swings right near Earth. Now, th that one is no, no problem to us but it does give us a great target to test how would we move asteroids that have an impact arc that would hit us. So on November, in November of this year, we're going to launch the DART mission, which is going to basically just be an impact into what they're going to do is hit the moon of that asteroid, that double asteroid. They're going to hit the moon and see if they can adjust and how much they can adjust its orbit around that other moon. Or that other asteroid, right? That's crazy. So then the concept is, and the impact date won't be for about a year out. So October of 22, 2022. So it gives us some more time. But basically- so you're telling me they're really leading their shot on this one. Yeah. yeah <laughs> by, by nearly a year, by 11 months, they're leading the shot. Yeah, for sure. But basically, you know, I watched this video on NASA talking about if we did have something incoming, nobody's talking about lasers, which disappoints me. But they mentioned two different things. We can basically just go and impact it, hit it, and try to move its orbit away from us, which seems to make sense, right? The other thing yep. is sending a nuclear payload, which they're trying to avoid because that becomes less predictable. If they send a nuclear payload, hit the, hit the asteroid, and it explodes, it could basically just turn from a, uh, a single shot, a single just a single item, into multiple like buckshot or birdshot, right? If you want to think about it from a, a a bullet perspective, it could go from a slug to uh, to buckshot, right? And it could still stay pretty tightly grouped. And it now we have like twelve of them hitting us instead of one, and it's just more spread out, and it's still not good. So I'm trying to figure if that there out. there would be a benefit because it's funny they said it'd be less predictable. I disagree. I think I know exactly what a nuclear rocket would do. But the uh, <laughs> well, they're concerned that it won't do enough. You know what I mean? Like some of these things, again, if it's if it's the size of the Golden Gate Bridge and you go hit it with a nuclear weapon, what will it do in space? We, I mean, we no can idea. do some math to kind of figure it out, but then it's got its own mass and maybe it comes back together, uh, you know, bending yeah. of space time and whatever, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to do that. I, I don't know. What I do wonder is if there's an element... And once again, I, I don't know the behavior in space. This is what we need Tyler for. But the the aspect of let's pretend they missed. What would be your second plan if you missed? Like, what if your idea was don't arm the nuke and let it just run into it and push it? But yeah. if you missed, your only other chance would be just let the thing explode and see if it pushes it somewhere. Now, once again, oh, I have no idea if it, if missed would, and it went like I don't just know, past it. Well, if it was going to miss and you would oh, probably okay. want to detonate it before, like yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. would know that it's going to miss before it missed more than sure. likely. And uh, I don't know, because I have no idea if a blast would even do that. Like if it would yeah. expand out enough and push something like you would see in a, I don't know, Michael Bay movie here on, on a, <laughs> right. like maybe yeah. have Michael Bay try this in one of his movies and see if it and would see work. what happens. Yeah. And then, uh, and just kind of go from there. 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard to imagine that a large enough a large enough nuclear payload wouldn't have an effect. But then you have the problem of look, we're putting a nuclear payload on a rocket at a dock on Earth. Just tell ground. Russia that it's fine. Like, <laughs> we'll tell them Sputnik Six. Yeah, we'll <laughs> Sputnik Six. Sputnik <laughs> Six. But is this is this the next gen of the vaccine? No, no, no. This is another thing we're sending to space. Yeah. Don't worry about it, guys. It's not coming near you. I promise we're doing this to help you. Oh, boy, man. No, but I mean, that would make me a little bit nervous. Not that rockets themselves aren't just controlled explosions trying to exit the Earth's atmosphere anyway, you know, or like a ICBM or something like that. You're an ICBM. Anyway, something to look forward to in October of 2022 when we have a, uh, a violent visit to a moon of an asteroid near us just to see the 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 speed and and mass that we send into that how much does it shift it all that kind of stuff so we can prepare basically a a missile defense system for our planet really is what it is um for incoming asteroids just just a nudge them out of the way yeah that way we don't have to send a whole crew of miners up there to go and start drilling holes and try and (laughs) try to drop the payload inside Oh my gosh. That that doesn't usually end well. Someone always has to stay behind and there's a documentary <laughs> right. on it. You should go check it out. Oh man. Oh man. Dude, so I saw this crazy thing just when you said stay behind reminded me. This guy, I was reading a story. Oh my gosh, where can I find it real quick? But basically he was on the Titanic and he was one of the last ones to get off the Titanic where it is. Uh, the second officer on the Titanic stayed on board until the end and got trapped underwater until a boiler explosion blew him free. He survived by clinging to a capsized raft. Later, he volunteered in World War II and helped evacuate over 120 men from Dunkirk. What have you wow. done lately, Russ? Uh, well, last night I played Valorant, and I think we <laughs> lost every game by two rounds. Um, I'm just but kidding. I did have but, a few but, good clutches. So nice. it's pretty big too, you know, similar. I saved people through clutching those rounds. Is that not ridiculous though? Uh, like that guy has trapped, had some interesting he, experiences in his life. He was going to die until a boiler exploded and blew him free. Can you imagine yes. getting blown free from a trapped environment? First of all, anyway, I'm sorry. We can move on. I No, I mean, I don't even know how to respond. It's incredible uh, yeah. in multiple, multiple different ways. Something uh, else, what else that I think is pretty incredible. So have you ever had a subscription to something that you said to yourself, I don't want that anymore. I'm yes. going to cancel that. Yes. But then you couldn't figure out how to cancel the damn subscription. Yes. Those are yeah. called gym memberships. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's sort of, that's a different story altogether. <laughs> yes. um, <laughs> you have to come in and sit down and talk to them for 30 minutes in yeah. person. The, you to cancel to your $85 a month. You have to talk to like the beautiful woman who convinces you to stay and you, you want to stay in the gym. It's a, I think that's from a friend's episode, by the way. She'll check it out. It's pretty funny. Um, so California is banning companies from using, I've actually never heard of this term before, dark patterns, a sneaky website design that makes things like canceling a subscription frustratingly difficult. So they are actually banning that from happening. What's interesting to me is does that mean like you, you have to be in California, I assume, as a company, that was, not, not the website? That's immediately where my my uh, mind went. I guess yeah, it only affects companies based in California? Yeah. So if I go to the sub bullets here, it says California-based companies. Oh, um, based or no, 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 I'm sorry. It says California banned companies. No, once again, it doesn't say where they where they are. Like if it's if it's a web, a, you know, someone accessing a website in California. Yeah. Or if it's someone hosting a website in California, or if it's a company based in California, it doesn't say the specifics of what this this is. But in any light, they are trying to affect this in some way, shape, or form to make it a lot easier to to cancel things, which I think is good, especially in a day and age where uh, you know we kind of deal with juggling different subscriptions, specifically. Uh, streaming and media types of subscriptions. So mm. uh, I'm, I'm good with this. I, I like the idea of this. I'd like to see it more broadly because I, I don't like things like that. Yeah. So there, there's actually more things that fall under this dark pattern uh, concept. So you have what they're calling Roach Motel when a user signs up for a service easily, but has a difficult time canceling. And then you have price comparison prevention or when e-commerce websites make comparing the prices of two products difficult. 
then you have misdirection or when websites design purposefully confusing or they're focusing a user direction on one thing to distract from something else. Hmm. So I'm trying to think of what that might be. But yeah, I am always so grateful whenever I'm on a service and I can just go cancel. In fact, it gives me much more confidence in that service that they actually care about me. So then occasionally I'll go, I may go back to that service and oh, use it for like 100%. another couple months and then I go cancel it again because I know that I can and I don't feel trapped. I 100%. If I struggle to cancel something once, the likelihood of me going back to it is very, very low. Yeah. I, I, generally, I generally think that if you create a better customer experience in all aspects of your product, signing up, using, canceling, whatever it is, you're probably going to have a, a more loyal user and customer base. Yeah. That's my opinion. And another follow-up, uh, we talked about Uber. We talked about Uber in California. California was trying to make Uber consider all of its drivers as full-time employees where they would get minimum wage, holiday pay, healthcare, all that kind of stuff. It didn't happen, but it did happen in the UK, which we also covered on the show. And now it's official. They are going to pay users minimum wage. They're going to pay, uh, not users, drivers, minimum wage. They're going to pay holiday pay and they're going to pay pensions. Which I was about to be super up. excited about using Uber and getting paid to do it. Um, that that was yeah. going to be awesome until you corrected it and said that apparently the drivers are the ones getting paid now. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. But can you imagine... This it's like a gig economy concept, and now all of a sudden Uber is paying is giving a retirement plan. Like that's uh, well, that's I, the concept now, that, and giving you holiday. Yeah, like the whole, I th- well, I think that that's going to that, sort of stop a little bit. I think they're going to have to become regular employees, right? Well, that I mean, that's I don't know because the concept with Uber is you can drive as much or as little as you want, but now I guess you have to call Uber to ask for a holiday off, which isn't how it works because you can just choose not to drive. But maybe maybe this concept is that you can get paid for holidays instead of working. If you just choose not to work, you're going to get paid anyway. I don't know. That's why this whole thing is is confusing. Maybe maybe somebody can help me understand it a little bit better. Yeah, I just well, I mean, that's the thing is that uh, Uber lost third and final stage of a five year legal battle with drivers who claimed it had wrongly classified their employment status. So the employment status must be changing. In order yeah. for this to happen, which which is going to also because there's there's downsides to this too. Like I don't think that people who are going to be receiving this from Uber, I don't think they can drive for Lyft. Oh, here's what that, it, no, I that's I don't been know. a big topic that. of conversation. It doesn't say. Okay, so here it is. Here it is. All drivers will retain the freedom to choose if, when, and where they drive. So that doesn't change. What does change is they will now pay at least the national living wage, irrespective of the driver's age after accepting a trip request and after expenses. So you're guaranteed at least the minimum wage for regardless of how far you go or how many you accept. All just, drivers just will also- you're logged into the app, I would assume, or I feel like people can mm, game that. That's a good point. Is it just minimum wage for that 17 minute drive? Probably. Would you get minimum wage for the day? I don't know. Probably yeah, just know. while you're driving. I would think because otherwise people just log in and leave it at their desk with them, right? All drivers will also be paid holiday time based on 12.07% of their earnings paid out on a fortnightly basis. Drivers will automatically be enrolled into a pension plan with contributions from Uber alongside driver contributions. So like 401k. Yep. So that's cool. That's cool. I, I actually like that. That's absolutely fantastic. No problems there. Uber is looking out for the employee long term and matching what they put into the pension. So that's fantastic. It will continue free insurance in case of sickness or injury, as well as parental, uh, no, prenatal, no, parental, I'm sorry, parental payments. I want to make sure I got that right. So, all right, it'll be interesting to see how this happens. It is going to be very interesting to to see how this happens. Because it, it, I mean, I guess they also were providing free insurance for yeah. people and they're going to continue to do that. So it's a lot of different things that are going to go into effect here. I imagine more will, will come out in the wash over the next year or two. Uh, there's another one on uh, on Uber, actually. Uh, Uber, as Uber avoided paying into unemployment, the federal government helped thousands of its drivers weather the pandemic. So I think that uh, to the stimulus bill, there were unemployment benefits that were added. And I guess because Uber wasn't paying into that due to the way that the workers were classified, I guess they, they still allowed for them to, those workers to claim the unemployment benefits that they normally wouldn't have gotten, even though Uber wasn't paying into it. So sort of a, an interesting thing that was good and, and done by the the government 
to, to help those people out, which I think is good. Uh, although coming around tax time, I'm hearing some, from some friends who, who unfortunately had to take advantage of that that are now saying to themselves, like, yeah, we, we have some taxes that we owe uh, from, from all of this stuff that we had received, which was not overly surprising, but hmm. sort of a shock to them. I think they're having a bigger tax bill than they normally would have. So that's, uh, that's no fun, but the help was definitely appreciated. So good for the government helping some of those gig workers that, you know, don't have the normal benefits, I think, that you, you traditionally get from the businesses that pay into those services. So I thought that was good. Awesome. Uh, I just saw a somewhat related article from what I was talking about earlier with the DART program uh, from NASA. Apparently in 2019, Japan's Hayabusa 2 spacecraft, which again, sounds awesome. Hayabusa 2. The Hayabusa is a motorcycle. Why are we calling this the Hayabusa 2? Because people are going to think it's another edition of the motorcycle. Maybe maybe you're the one that's confused. And uh, no, not I'm him. not. So Hayabusa, Japanese word for falcon, especially a peregrine falcon. Okay, why is a motorcycle so, named after a falcon? Why don't okay, you name you're me that name, one? If you're going to name the motorcycle Hayabusa, don't then name a spacecraft Hayabusa 2. Listen, in Hawaii, they use the same word for hello and goodbye. We can do anything that we want <laughs> with language and words. But when you say it's the second edition, then people are immediately going to think, oh, there's another edition of the Hayabusa 2. Or what happened to Hayabusa 1? I don't know. Okay, anyway. But they bombed an asteroid, Ryugu, using explosives to shoot it with a two and a half kilogram lump of copper, which I don't understand because copper is very expensive. And very valuable here on Earth. So I don't know why you would send two and a half kilos of that, but that's huh. not a whole lot. So whatever. Apparently, it didn't really do anything. Maybe the payload wasn't big enough. I was going to say, yeah. But it barely mass. even moved, barely flinched. But that's going to depend on, again, how fast it's going, all that kind of stuff. So it's interesting you say it barely moved. I wonder, I wonder, but I wonder if it did move, in which case, if it barely moved, maybe it means you need to hit it sooner. So if it's... The further away from Earth that you hit it, oh, the more exaggerated, you, the more, the the more it'll move if you yeah. barely hit it. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it just presents, mm. if they realize we can only move it four inches, then they know we need to now hit it X Much amount distance out. further away from Earth earlier in order to move it. Smart. Smart. Yeah. And also maybe send more than two and a half kilos and also don't send copper. Yeah, do you gold have people stealing something. copper from people's homes? Or maybe don't do gold. Valuable. I don't know which one's better. Right, send Bitcoin. Hit Did it with Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> Hit it with Bitcoin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Show's over. Show's over. <laughs> Hit it with Bitcoin. So speaking of Bitcoin, NVIDIA accidentally released drivers to unnerf oh, the cryptocurrency mining. Did you see that? No. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I saw it. It was dumb. Especially after they made all these claims. They're like, guys, listen. There's nothing you can do to prevent this. Don't even try when all you really had to do was install the latest version of the NVIDIA graphics drivers. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that right. was very disappointing, which are now, by the way, out there in the wild. Yeah. Which means, and, and they can stop hosting them all they want. Someone downloaded them and now they are going to be downloadable forever, which means once they've released them once, they're always going to be there. Yeah, you won't have an updated graphics driver, but guess who's not going to care? Yep. So. A developer driver inadvertently included code used for internal development, which removes the hash rate limiter on the RTX 3060. Boom. Lame. Sorry. Lame. Quickly removed the driver from its website, but uh, it's not something you can take back. Once the driver's out there, it's out there. Nope. You know? That's right. So Nope. You can't take it out there or take it back once it's uh, out on the internet. And it is That's out right. on the internet. That's there how it works. Okay. Right. What else you got? Otherwise, I'm just going to start spewing other random stuff. Well, we can spew random stuff. Oh, you should probably can, get to the giveaway. We can move we to the we giveaway. We need to get to the giveaway. I think it's time to move the giveaway. Go ahead. Shut this thing down. Do it. So as it was teased, the name Daniel was thrown out there. I'll give you a few seconds to guess who is sponsoring the very first giveaway in honor of our 20,000 plays, which is absolutely insane. Have it's we, bonkers. We the one-year mark? on the show no we're getting no, we we're close we're actually at 2200 now we we eclipsed it so quickly <laughs> 22,000 you mean or 20 yeah 20 no uh 20,200 20,200 very cool well it's anyway, it's awesome sorry. and we want to celebrate it and so we we've actually had tons of people contributing to the idea of different giveaways uh but we've been working behind the scenes with our friends at the spatial daniel platt to give away an oculus quest 2 
What? What? I love it. Yes. So we're coming at you. Quest to two. your face. Coming your at face. you. That's right. But you got to do some stuff in order to win this giveaway. So what, what I got to do, Russ? What must they do? Uh, so we will be sending out a tweet that will be explicit to the competition. I don't think we can send out explicit tweets. We can. Yeah, we can. <laughs> Parental advisory warnings. Uh, I think you can throw it on there. Yeah. Okay. And it will be. <clears throat> so what you'll need to do is you must follow both the Tech Breakfast podcast and V Spatial. Right. So criteria number one, following. You follow both of those Tech Breakfast podcast and V Spatial. And then you must like and retweet what I'm going to call the super secret YOLO tweet uh, for the competition, uh, which you know very likely might be attached to this episode or come shortly after. How will they know? How will they know if it's the YOLO tweet? We will, we will describe it as the super secret YOLO tweet okay. to win the Oculus Quest. We'll say two. this is the super secret YOLO tweet. That's right. Got it. Uh, so, <clears throat> so that's, that's the instructions for, for ultimately what we're going to do. We need to, we need to discuss some other pieces to this as well. So timeline, we're going to run this through the end of next week. So basically uh, through, through next Friday, the 26th okay. of March is when it will close. So you will need to have done this by that time. We will then uh, go through and we will figure out who the winner is based on just a random selection. And then we will confirm with that individual uh, who it is. And then we'll, we'll ultimately announce it on the show. But we want to make sure we confirm because there are some other specifics that we need to get out there. One is, unfortunately, and I'm just going to apologize ahead of time to Kieran, you have to be in the US for this. Uh, due, to, due to shipping and all sorts of other things, uh, vSpatial has requested that the person be in the U.S. in order for this to happen. So to our global followers, we'll try and find another way to do something for a giveaway for you guys. But for, for now, this one's going to be in the U.S. And so we, we just need started to- in the top 100 in Brazil. Did you see that? I saw tweet? that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And top 100 it, tech podcast in Brazil. I feel we like number every- 98. Number ninety-eight. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Every week or every other week, I feel like we're getting we're getting another another country added to it. Yeah. But there is cool. there is more to this giveaway coming okay. from V Spatial. Okay. So I, I don't know if everyone knows this, but V Spatial has sort of a free version and they have a premium version uh, that goes with it. And so the winner of this Oculus Quest Two will also be receiving one year of V Spatial Premium for free. What, what? That's right. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and I'll describe some of the, uh, one whole year, 12 months, 365 days, but wait, 44,000 minutes. Okay. There's more. (laughs) Uh, so anyone else who meets the criteria, meaning if you, you follow tech breakfast podcast, you follow V spatial, you like, and retweet the super secret YOLO post. And you just so happen to already have a headset meaning you have a headset that would work with vSpatial, but you don't, let's say you don't win the Oculus Quest 2. You will also get one month free of vSpatial Premium. So what? for participating just in this... Just by participating? You win by participating. It's the that most 2021 thing that we can do. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and that that is what Daniel is providing to us and vSpatial, which, which is phenomenal. So... To talk a little bit about the premium features, they have they have a whole slew of them, but I I had I had I had them break it down to three key ones because the list was getting a little too long. So Productivity Pro, which it's basically that good, it's that it's good, that bro. good, it's that good. And actually, there's it's a really cool one mind. here that I did not know about. It's very new, and uh, it's the last one I'll talk about. It's pretty awesome. So Productivity Pro is where you can connect over the internet to your PC as opposed to just over the LAN. So considering the idea of having your headset with you, you need to work, you have good internet where you are and at your house and you want to connect to it, you can connect over it just like streaming games over your PC, which is a thing as well. The next portion is called Workspace Pro, which is where you can collaborate with up to 16 users. With the free version, you can do one-to-one, which I believe uh, both Aaron and myself have, have both done. But with Workspace Pro, you can do up to 16 users. So, you know, just imagine if you had 15 other people who are using vSpatial and you wanted to have a uh, virtual meeting in a conference room, you could, you could do that then. And this last big feature, which uh, I think is awesome, 
It is called the virtual webcam and mic feature, and, and you'll, you'll know why in a second. And this is critical, I think. It allows you the ability to join those legacy communication apps, the old school ones. Think like Skype for trash. I mean, uh, oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Uh, I don't think anyone uses that anymore. But yeah, that would be a good example. Um, Zoom, uh, I believe Teams would fall into this. Uh, maybe WebEx. So you can oh, join. So we're saying like legacy is the. Is, is what you and I are on right now. Everybody, what everyone runs right now is legacy. You and me are old school right yeah. now. Heritage can, communication apps. That's, that's <laughs> right. You can join via vSpatial to a Zoom meeting. Okay. And what it will do is it'll put your vSpatial avatar as your what? picture. So it's not going to show your camera where you're wearing a headset looking ridiculous yeah, on this yeah, yeah, meeting. Yeah, yeah. It's going to put your avatar up and then it uses the mic for the oculus as your mic inside of the meeting and so you can have a giant window blown up on the left where it's all of your people say in zoom and then the presentation is over oh, here in dude, front I of you try this yes that's a huge one because it allows you to interact with these other these other programs when you know vSpatial is still trying to take off so big big piece there and Dang, what's, awesome. what's yeah it's crazy because this is kind of like it helps with things. Daniel was explaining to me that it's helping with Zoom fatigue because you don't see yourself, right? Which you know, yeah. is a thing we've talked about on the show before. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and it helps with FOMO of missing out on the future of collaboration and VR and, and work just in general because that's what this is. So it's, it's pretty cool. There's, there's all sorts of fun things you can do with it. I actually, I have strong opinions about VDI. And while I think it's, you know, very, very strong right now for a lot of people, I still think that it's forever the year of VDI. I, Nicholson would have a lot to say on that, I'm sure. But you could, this could improve VDI in a lot of ways. Like you could literally pull up one window that is your VDI session inside of yeah. vSpatial and then have your normal workstation here. And they would all just kind of look like different monitors around us. They have mm -hmm. a bunch of cool things coming with how they show native monitors and the way that uh, they can really improve even the specs of your, your particular headset. So lots of stuff coming for vSpatial and you will get all of those premium features for a year. Once again, you must follow Tech Breakfast Podcast on Twitter, follow vSpatial on Twitter, like and retweet the super secret YOLO tweet, and you must be inside of the US. And once we pick our winner by the Boom, end of easy. next Friday, like the 26th, clicks. yeah, it's four nothing. Uh, we will reach out and we will confirm all of the different things, making sure you're in the right location, uh, get the shipping address and get everything to be spatial so that we can get that that handled. And then we will announce the winner to the rest of the world uh, whenever the next show might be after after we've determined all that. So that's it. Quest two for your face. That's right. Love it. And okay. thank you to vSpatial for providing this. Uh, it's, it's, it's really, There's really cool. It's a huge giveaway. And I think people are going to love it. And I think once you get it, maybe we'll do some uh, we'll do some Beat Saber sort of action, some multiplayer Beat Saber. You know, you can't see me, but I'm waving my arms around like I'm... Yeah, like you I'm, look really cool you know, right now. I think I do. Super yeah. cool. Yeah. I <laughs> All right, shut the show down. <laughs> Let's get out of here. All right. Well, we've just announced our first giveaway. And that brings us to the close of another episode of the Tech Breakfast Podcast. Thank you to all of our listeners that got us to and above 20,000 listens, which is just unbelievable. I keep wanting it's, to say We're like views, a rocket. I want to call us like Spot, Sputnik 7 or something. We should be. We could, we could use no, any number we want. Oh, well, that is a vaccine. Yeah. Let's call we'll ourselves the, we'll Hayabusa Oh, no, that's a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. It's a spacecraft. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, my gosh. Everyone's breaking Buley today. <laughs> Uh, the so thank you very much. Please like, retweet, not just for the giveaway, but for the episodes themselves. It helps us very much. Please provide feedback. We love to hear it. And as always, if you want to come on the show, reach out, let us know. We'll see Please. about getting it worked out. Catch y'all later. Yes. Peace. Later.